everybody! Welcome to a mini-episode of No Story is Sacred. If you've never listened before, we're four siblings who grew up talking about the art of storytelling. Now that we're adults, we're still talking about it, and we're inviting you to join the conversation. I'm Pippin. I'm Alex. I'm Kat. And I'm Brendan. <laughs> and we're... We're... <laughs> I, I no Story is Sacred. Done. Real, real <laughs> fucking short money, so... I have an answer for that. <laughs> Not mine. Was not mine. I don't even know what I said to wake mm-hmm. her up. Before oh. you go, go. <laughs> yes. Uh, we have a guest star today. <laughs> it is the device that lives in all of our homes. <laughs> and listens constantly. To everything. Everything. I hear, I hear Amazon's planning to make it so it can speak with your dead uh, relative's voices. So I'm like, no. Ew. It but wait, but wait. I've also heard that uh, apparently it's not that hard to convince it that your dead relative is also, for instance, uh, Tom Hiddleston. Interesting. <laughs> and then, Sunday. and then, and then, if you can get your robot to, for instance, oh, I don't know, read you fanfic. Wait a so, second. So, sorry, this is a massive <laughs> tangent. Is that like a feature that's enabled now? Because I think uh, Julia would be way on board for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I don't know if it, all I know is it has been tested, I think, because um, of of people that I know. <laughs> I At first, I was all like, oh, no, science fiction has warned me about this. Now uh-huh. I'm like, oh, really? Interesting. Yep. Yep. In fact, I just reblogged something about it. Uh, I'll, send it to, to, I'll send it to you. you. Yeah, Thank yeah, you yeah, very yeah. much. Because the first reaction was, oh, no, science fiction. What have you done? And then and then somebody's like, okay, yes, but also, this is what we did. But, but actually, I'm an innovator. <laughs> anyway, none of this is what we're talking about today. I mean, technically it could be because today? it's a mini but yeah. Well, it's, we, we do what we want in, in the mini we, yeah. we We plant. Plan being a loose word. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we won't talk, talk about how long ago. Yeah. Uh, it, it's been on the list forever. Uh, mm, mm. Today we're just going to talk about tropes. Tropes, 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 tropes. Everybody! <laughs> A it's time trope for tropes. Trope talk. Trope talk. And we will probably not use Boston accents, but who knows? Who knows? I, well, speak, your, speak for your fucking self, come on. <laughs> I can't be anything other than what I am. Jesus. Ah. Uh, that was less Boston and more Popeye. <laughs> yeah, listen, I have a bad accent no matter what I'm Did you guys doing. see that uh, clip of uh, Chris Evans letting slip the, yes. the Boston accent? Yes, I have. Thank you for asking. Have you seen the one where Chris <laughs> Evans flirted with Taika in the Boston accent? Taika Waititi, everybody. And then Taika's brain went blue screen. <laughs> not expecting, not expecting that level of casual... Uh, American dude flirting from a, a a guy from America. I'm I'm wondering how much time he's actually spent in Chris Evans's presence. Uh, here's the thing: if you look at, not that I've been looking at the junkets, but if you look at the junkets, I will say that from the like the beginning, they're they seem kind of stiff, but like well, we're professionals. By the end of it, <laughs> it was it was Chris Evans's birthday on the junket day. Ah. <laughs> Uh, and I'm like so convinced that somehow Taika Waititi snuck in alcohol for himself, and Chris Evans stole it. <laughs> so I'm I love it. True so still- Boston. Pro- true Boston. Yeah. 
So instead of tropes, do we want to talk about the weird MCU actor is flirting? No. We should talk about tropes, but I do want to say that on Colbert last night, Taika Waititi did bring up the mythological fact that Loki gives birth to a eight-legged horse. Loki turned into a girl horse to fuck a horse. Yeah. And then... And then gave birth to... Yeah, not important. The point is he gave birth uh, to a six-legged horse. Here's and the he thing. wants to know where that was in Avengers. Wait, here's the thing. It wasn't in Avengers. It was in the first Thor movie. That is the horse that Odin rides into battle. You can see it <laughs> anyway, in the shadows. Anyway, folks. <laughs> Myth- mythologically, yes, we don't have that for M- MCU canon, and that is a crime. So tropes. Tropes. Uh, that was very important. Uh, uh, so what we didn't talk about is how exactly we want to structure this. Structure. Structure. Who needs? Fuck that. You Who know, we're a writing podcast, and I'm going to say it right now. <laughs> structure? Not important. Oh. But my neurodivergence doesn't need, you know, firm structures and, and... <laughs> Well, because as fans or anything, well, because as everyone knows, uh, writing and fiction and all that is just naturally occurring. It's the gift of the fiction tree. Mm, It's indeed there is no structure that's needed. There's no editing ever needed. It is perfect. It is just perfect. It is called a plot of land. Exactly. (laughs) It's a plot of land out from Uh which grows the fiction tree. Oh, I. Look at that. Look at that. But you know what? Also, um, the muse, the muse comes upon you. Um, and then whatever, uh, 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 you interpret from their magic, uh, is, is the pure written word of obviously, um, uh, the, the, the genius of creativity and therefore no one can ever edit it. Uh, Are you saying that you're the Oracle of Delphi? Are you saying I'm not? Yes. <laughs> oh, and I- well, ho ho. Well, I'm just saying that my D&D campaign was perfectly written as is, and I've just transcribed it for you all to that's enjoy. That's a good point. Well, that's bullshit, because D&D is a cooperative storytelling. <gasps> so it wasn't just you. It was all of us speaking wait, for the wait, gods. Wait a second. But that would suggest that maybe a lot of other arts collaborative, too? What? No. No. Don't look no. at the man behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> and what color are the curtains, everybody? Blue. <laughs> anyway, so I'm, I'm going to talk about a trope. Trope. Go oh, for it. Go ahead. A trope you uh, like. A trope yeah, you, you give hate. the rest of y'all time to. A trope you love. A trope you can Ooh. never see again. So. Buttons. <laughs> uh, gosh, there are so many, so many tropes. One thing that always gets me, uh, and that actually came up recently in, in something I was watching, is redemption. Mm. Yeah. Uh, You're like going for one. real ones. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, <laughs> listen, cause I couldn't think of a funny one. Okay. 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 Right. Uh, and because I can't do not even fucking react, uh, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I was watching, uh, mm-hmm. Critical Role, <laughs> uh, and oh, I was watching it. Would you, do you watch Daredevil right after? Like, come on now. Listen, oh, I do love my beloved Daredevil. Do you want to put a spoiler warning? <laughs> oh, yeah. Spoiler warnings for uh, 
uh, EXU, uh, Exandria Unlimited Calamity, uh, from Critical Role. It's a D&D thing for people who are me. Thanks. <laughs> and in it, uh, there is a paladin, uh, a paladins who worship gods and can punch things. <laughs> uh, this particular yes. one doesn't actually worship any gods. Uh, his power comes from the people or something. But what he does believe in is redemption and that everybody has the possibility of it. Up to and including uh. the Lord of Hell. Oh, no. Oh, uh, no. And I'm like, oh, my dude, that is the good shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Allow yourself to fall. Don't take the out from the evil deal deal you made because you can still be saved later because that is not beyond anybody's reach. Oh, uh. uh. Oh, I'm sorry. Did did someone hit Pippin in the religion? Yeah, yeah. L- <laughs> Listen, I he, his oh. last moments. Because spoiler alert, he dies. Uh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, good job with the big spoiler warning space there. <laughs> Listen, I gave the spoiler warning yeah, at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, his last thoughts are that you know he can he it is possible for him to be saved. Uh, mm-hmm. Because redemption is not beyond anybody. Mm-hmm. And then I nearly cried. Oh, because you know- that gets me, but not the bullshit one that get that. You know, a lot. I of- was the villain for three seasons, and now I'm on team good guy. <laughs> or the and- love of a good woman. <laughs> that, like, to be fair, uh, they're villain now on team good guy. I has worked with the, with, uh, the last Airbender. Well, right, but he put well, in the effort. Yeah, that's yeah. The, they, it's the effort. It's a mix of either putting in the effort or they weren't that villainous to begin with. Because, like, on a similar redemption arc thing, uh, do you remember, like, the movie uh, Wreck-It Ralph? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The misunderstood more so than evil and following his own role as being a villain in the game, whatever. But, you know, he does a big redemption thing mixed with a little bit of heroic sacrifice. Cause you don't know if he's necessarily gonna live through the, the climactic moment in the movie where, you know, he's basically saying like the bad guy mantra. <laughs> mm, yeah. While saving the day and like, ah, redemption. Mm. There we go. Everybody sees the good person that's inside him. Whoa. But at, on the other hand, you know, you don't want to have like space, uh, <laughs> there, there's, there's, what is it? The, the, the moral event horizon where there is no coming back from that. That is just, yeah. don't, don't go redeeming, you know, the mass murderers or don't, anything like don't that. Don't go redeeming my heart. Don't like, go retrie- redeeming. <laughs> don't go chasing waterfalls. That's what we're talking about, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, like well, that Twitter joke where you I just, just say the wrong word over and over again. Sorry, I just go on. remember like Star Wars being pretty bad about this, where it's like mm. you killed thousands, millions, billions. Did actually, I? you were on the Death Star. You helped order that shit. <laughs> well, well, I yeah, that, that depends on who you were on the Death Star. I feel because well, yeah, if you were like one of the contractors, I mean. <laughs> At the same time, though, you also accepted the contract to be on the Death Star, so... Mm. Well, well, I mean, it was, are you a rebel or are you part of the Alliance? Or know. were you 
or were you who who press ganged into uh, being a contractor? Oh, yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, and you know, also, what if you have a, a, a starving granny at home, and this is the only thing you can get? What if you've been locked out of every other job? Where's the moral uh, horizon there? Uh, My point <laughs> is that we've all seen clerks. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Alex. Uh, my point is, uh, redemption gets me. Uh, forgiveness will also get me, uh, which is sort of the flip side of redemption. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's uh, important to note that in the D&D thing, uh, no one actually got redeemed. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> ju- there was just the possibility and hope for it, which is another thing that gets me hope for a better future mm. so pippin's already taken three troops wait yeah. i'm gonna get even better oh god <laughs> because i have uh something that always gets me but i don't remember an example of it okay mostly because it's ages ago uh it's one of the times ashley perceived me and was very rude about it oh uh because i was trying to figure out why i liked a thing and uh, again oh i think remember, i know this one i do not remember what the thing was uh, and she just, I was texting her about it. And she just texted back. It was like, oh, it's because it's faith rewarded. <laughs> I was like, she's like, that gets you every time. I'm like, shit. <laughs> and again, I do not remember what I was talking about. Um, but I do know that faith oh, rewarded shit. gets me. I feel like I, no, I see. I've heard this story. Yeah. And I don't so know now I'm about. like, what were, but, so that means I kind of know it too. Damn it. I'm going to quickly text her and see if she texts me back before we're done recording. <laughs> Oh, there! Oh, you're pulling a Seth Meyers now. I see how it is. Oh, it was probably in Hangouts. I can search it. Yes, I was waiting for you to understand that. All right, who's next? Before Pippin like takes more. All right, uh, uh, go for it, Al. Uh, a trope I like uh is is similar uh similar to uh Pip's to the Fred of Pip's redemption and stuff is a. Uh, when characters desperately, he, he, uh, desperately try, desperately trying to save at least one per person after fucking up Royal. Ooh, mm. example. Ooh. Uh, in, yeah, <laughs> this is an anime example, cat. <laughs> no! <laughs> okay. Uh, in Faith, in, in Faith Zero, uh, there's a, this guy who who's like absolutely uh needs of the many outweigh needs of the few who uh will will absolutely like burn down the building because there's one vampire in it and by and like don't even risk uh, uh like uh, that vampire biting one person and 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 a uh, and uh, and and that spreading and kind of thing. Hmm. And he's in this uh magical oh uh in this magic war to for a you know uh, wish granting MacGuffin. because <laughs> at the uh, at his heart he he wants world peace. All right. Uh, turns out that wish ma- uh, granting MacGuffin got turned evil at some point. Shock me. And over the course of the series, uh, everyone, uh, um, he, he loves, is that, is that either died or, or, uh, or, or is forever, 
or uh, uh, taken away from him. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and then the, the wish granting MacGuffin explodes uh, and uh, explodes and uh, sets an entire neighborhood on fire. Here. Whoops! And he is, uh, and he he's just he's walking through the through the the uh, through the uh, wreckage, digging digging through the burnt houses, trying to find at least one person he can and save. So he, he, so that he doesn't, you know, give in to despair. And, and just to really paint the scene well, like, it's not just fire over the neighborhood. It's like supernatural napalm. Oh, great. Uh, yeah, the, the, the kind of fire that, that, uh, doesn't Don't go out. out when you put water on it. <laughs> Fan- if that gets worse. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's the, it's weird. It also helps that, it helps that it's weirdly limited to its location. But, uh, <laughs> that, that location still happens to be, you know, several, fa- a few thousand people. A downtown city residential block. Whoops. Whoops. Hey, and one it, kid made it. Yeah. He oh, found God. one person. And he was able to save that person by stuffing a, a, a uh, by stuffing, a, uh, a magical artifact in its mouth of that has auto, of has auto regen. You know that remind that's like a, a like an extreme version of uh of, of that sort of um uh rabbinical uh, uh, idea of um you know if you save one life you save the world entire. Yep. Like that's like the nice version of that. I'm sorry. The, the rabbinical thing. That's the nice version. And then what you're describing is like the backwards version of it. <laughs> like I've I've saved one person and my job is done. Oh no, he his job wasn't done. He he uh, he, he was just yeah. He was yeah, just better desperate to uh, desperate for it all to meet. Not desperate for or at least something to you know not mean he he caused all that death and destruction for nothing. He did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> but uh, you know. He was yeah. hanging on by a thread. And then that thread turned into a boy. Boy. <laughs> Sounds weird. Okay. Sounds weird when you make it like that. I was going to do um I was gonna do a funny one, but now y'all are doing serious ones, and so I do have a serious one. Ooh. Be uh, your best self. Uh no, no, I yeah, like I because I've been thinking about like oh serious. And there's something that Oh, it's a bulletproof trope for me, guys. When th- the trope is when things or people, uh, who are sometimes considered things, uh, that have no, uh, let's say, reason to be good, to do good things, to try to be better. Okay. Um, we're talking vamp, soulless vampires. We're talking, um, you know, uh, automatons and, and robots, right? Mm. Uh, when things, have no external reason or internal, like the soul, right? Uh, internal reason to try to be good or whatever. Uh, but try anyway. And in that trying, sometimes they succeed and sometimes they don't. Sometimes they only get halfway, but that trying is somehow so much more powerful than those of us who perhaps have like, you know, a, a step ahead. Uh, 
You know, we grew up, we grew up in a loving, or, or villains, or like, no, no, not, not villains, but like, uh, uh, good guys who should have turned out villainous, right? Just based on, particularly if there's a villain who had the exact same life circumstances. Mm. Um, mm. Uh, oh, that's where you get like the siblings, oh, rivalry, what? Um, cat, <laughs> don't call us out like that. <laughs> but because it's so much more difficult for them. And therefore, the success, if there is, is so much more powerful. Like Spike taking care of Dawn. Yes! Uh, it's Spike taking care of Dawn. It's the golems in um, uh, Terry Pratchett's uh, uh, Feet of Clay. Mm. Um, you know, where they, they're just doing by the words in their heads. But then they get together and they make their own words for themselves. Oof. And I'm sitting here being like, oh, fuck. Oh, no. You know, and the words Choosing your own goddamn destiny. But also the words could... They're they're immensely... Both of these creatures... Vampires, (laughs) Buffy, Spike, whatnot, and these golems are immensely powerful creatures that could be awful. That could do terrible things. And maybe they have done terrible things. We don't know. But they make the choice to do something that, you know, they they wouldn't have to do. And there's nothing saying that they should. Except themselves. Hmm. And I'm just like, oh, God. Because it's it's one of those things where it's like, it's easy to be a good person if you're, you know, if you have the the means and you were given like the all the uh, 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 the upbringing and the moral whatevers and blah, blah, blah. It's not actually easy. It just feels easy um, when, you know, you don't have any of that. Uh, and so every day that you work to just try to be to do the right thing, regardless, and possibly you're- even without the promise of any reward. That's your a big choices one too. matter. Yes. And it's not, oh, no, no, I want to get back or, to, I want to get back to the, the, the idea that you're doing good and you may get no reward for it whatsoever, except, to, except that you cannot not do it. To, to quote Miss Marvel, <laughs> uh, good is not a thing you are. It is a thing you do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for me, when I come across that, I'm just like, oh, fuck. Uh, and I mean, in, in, in less, I don't know, I don't want to say less pure terms. Like sometimes you get in real pure terms, like a, a Spike taking care of uh, uh, Buffy's younger sister with no, no hope of that leading to anything. It's just the right thing to do. Um, or, or the golems, uh, that's very direct because Terry Pratchett was a lot of things, but direct was also one of them. Um, <laughs> he could be subtle. Oh, he could be subtle, but he could also be like, hey, hey, come here. Here's Whack. a brick. <laughs> the brick has the message on it. Um, uh, well, the, well, with the uh, Terpratchets, there's also the vampire, uh, teetotalers. Ooh, yeah. Hmm, mm hmm, mm hmm. Yeah, there's no good reason there. Uh, but on, then you get things like Murderbot from, uh, Martha Wells. And Murderbot is, uh, has taken out their, like, governor system in their heads. So they theoretically could just go around murdering people. But they're like, but also I could sit here and watch my soap operas. Mood. And so, yeah. So, but like every day that Murderbot doesn't go out and murder everybody is like weirdly a victory. What's the assassin? What's the name of the assassination droid from a uh, Mandalorian? Oh, it's, uh, I don't know. Is there one? Just looked like IG eighty eight. Is that the one voiced by Taika Waititi? <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. Whoops. Uh-huh. Um. 
also, oh, uh, we've been pretty Catholic on Maine here. What? That's not I Catholic cannot... on Maine. That's, that's, that, what is it? Shit. I, I cannot be anything other than who I am. Listen, HK87. How, how dare you steal my line, Pippin? <laughs> Listen, you should be thankful. <laughs> uh, no, I just, uh, yeah. Oh man, see now I'm just, I'm, I'm being in the fields, you guys. I'm just in the Let's fields see. again. Alright, somebody so, else go. So a good trope that I, I think is, uh, pretty cool, although I can't think of an example off the top of my head, except for maybe eternal darkness, cause mind traps like that. Um, it's when you have kind of the, uh, maybe the anti-hero character, or just a more realistic person as a, uh, as a hero. And you get given the choice. You can just go walk away and the story's done and all that. But there is the fact that if you go and risk your life to save the day of like your friends, family and all that, the dangerous path. Well, that's, that's the thing that the hero does, right? <laughs> just the turning away from the easy path to the path that you know you're gonna get beaten up, you're gonna get hurt, but you're gonna do the right thing. Hey, Bren, guess what? That's my eh. trope with a different coat on! Boom! Okay. <laughs> uh, similarly, um, there's also the, uh, Bren's like, moment, no, I'm not dealing with that. <laughs> uh, there, there's also the moment, um, the, the, the trope in question here, like the, the you're not alone trope. <gasps> oh no! <sighs> Oh, no. uh, yeah. Uh, oh, that's like end of, uh, what is it, end game? There's that. That's a good one. Uh, yeah. you know, the music starts flaring as portals, uh, open up. Oh, yeah, that's good. Now you're thinking in portals, uh, guys. Uh, just, I, I just remember, uh, there's the scene in Final Fantasy IX where, uh, you, you have your character, I mean, a character who's basically in a really bad state mentally and is just wanting to, you know, be left alone and, you know, wallow in his own misery because he basically just learned that he had been sent to Earth to, uh, uh, destroy it. And he liked the people on, on, on the planet there and I like learning her. that you're the angel of it's death. That's where, where I keep my stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then all his friends come in and it's like, hey, dude, you're, dude. you're, you're better than this. Come on. Dude. God damn it. Dude. And, the party gets together and boom goes and saves the day later. Ba, da, 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 da. Yep. It's a good song too. It's a good song. I don't know this song, but I want to, so it's okay. It's a good uh, song. Um, I don't see why you wouldn't want to. <laughs> Cause it's on a game. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> so the assassin robot is HK 87. But IG-11 is the bounty hunter that's in The Mandalorian. Neat. <laughs> Going back to... <laughs> listen, I got distracted because I need to know because Taika Waititi voices IG-11. Fair uh-huh. enough. Hey, I was closest without having to Google anything. Yeah. I, I wasn't so on I mentioned- Google. I was on DuckDuckGo. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I, I, I mentioned IG-88, which was from, actually, uh, Shadows of the Empire. Mm. Uh, uh, HK-47, I think, is from KOTOR. 
It is. Uh, KOTOR, yeah. One and two, I think. I think it was in both. <laughs> nerds. We're all nerds, and I appreciate that We're about us. We're all nerds here, Pippin. But, spe- uh, also, mm. but speaking of, uh, of a HK-47, there's a, a trope. The assassin, the, uh, the, the, uh, the assassin or murderer, or, uh, a professional murderer that just hit them loves their job. Oh, <laughs> I do love Oh, the that. cheery assassin. Oh, that's Cheery fun. assassin's pretty good. Although, you know what? I ran across, um, the most annoying version of the cheery assassin. Oh. Which was, um, this was, a uh, uh, cheery assassin, good at his job, um, uh, comes across, uh, it looked like it was going to be a rom-com in a weird cheery assassin kind of way. Uh, it was a horror movie. Sorry, Pippin. Um, <sighs> yeah, well, I didn't realize it was going to go all the way. Uh, just cause That's I saw it on like shutter. So, but it, it had like the very, very good, uh, uh, assassin guy. Um, he's got, you know, a couple things to do tonight. He runs into a girl who is just as weird. And I'm just like, I was really hoping for the, um, what's it called? The, the, um, uh, uh, the nobody understands him, but she understands him. And then he's like, Oh, you understand me. And then they can go murder people together or something. And then no, he ended up killing her too. And I'm like, God damn it. I don't want to rude. I don't want to watch him do this. I want to have my stupid, weird fantasy whereby like there's uh, the unknowable guy <laughs> who in real life is never, ever an asshole. And, <laughs> And like the one girl who understands him. God damn it. Uh, they had shared interests. They did. And then he just, and it wasn't even accidental killing. Like maybe he tripped and his gun went off or something. Or, and he felt bad about it. He didn't even feel bad about it. I'm like, what happened to the chemistry? Is he going to like do something with the corpse? He didn't even do something with the corpse. Damn it. There's a, you just, it just went flat. I'm like, why did you have, and I had to think to myself, like, was I seeing something? Like, no, I'm too good of a writer for that. They definitely were putting things in there. So there for were the, kiss uh, moments. There was a meet, there's a meet cute. There was, oh, God damn it. Yeah. So for the example, I, I'm, I'm thinking of, of, uh, there's, a an anime that's currently, uh, yeah, oh, called, uh, Spy Family, wherein a spy has been tasked with getting close to a, uh, to a country's, uh, neighboring country's politician. And to do that, at, uh, like, this politician is notoriously, re- notoriously a rec- reclusive, except for, or participating in events at his son's school. And so, <gasps> get a child, enroll. Okay. Oh, <laughs> just get a child. Get a Pick child. Pick one up at the store. Step one, get child. <laughs> Step one. Enroll them at the school. Oh, and then somehow, Oh, uh, profit? <laughs> then somehow profit, yeah. Uh, also to not arouse suspicion, and uh, also make sure to uh, uh, to get a wife. If it's like, mm-hmm. and uh, it's like, hey, all right, uh, you random woman at, at the uh, at the tailors. Do you want to? Do you want to be my wife? And she's like, yeah. Because See, that's instantly <laughs> suspicious. I'm like, oh, now she needs to be the one who's like, you've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> oh, no, no. Uh, uh, it's because uh, she's also needing a cover family because, uh, you know, she, 
What's with that fucking tailor? But no, no, it's not the not the tailor. Just a, a woman at the tailor. No, no. Well, I mean, it's like that tailor shop has evidently attracted a weird clientele. <laughs> it's a really fucking good tailor. <laughs> uh, it's like the Edna mode from uh, <laughs> from The Incredibles. It's like the one person like all the weird like assassin people go to. Yeah, and uh, and this woman ha- just happens to uh, be. Uh, the nation's, uh, nation's greatest assassin. As uh, one is. As Indeed. one is. Is. Uh, Happens more often than you think. Yeah. So uh, true. And, you know, she is very dedicated to her job. Is, you know, politely asks you her targets. May I have the honor of taking your life? What happens if someone says no? I, I believe that they're too busy already having a spike in their head to uh, say no. So, she, I mean, at that point, then then she's just being a dick. <laughs> See, now now I'm just picturing, like, peak Taika Waititi uh, being an assassin. Like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, okay, I feel now Taika we're Waititi talking- in this Chili's tonight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now I have to say, though, Bren, now I'm thinking the utter hilarity of just, like, an assassin running around with a Kiwi accent. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> what I'm getting from it. this is I should rewatch uh, what we do in the shadows. Of course, yes, yes. I'm this close the couch to buying didn't it. Used to be red. <laughs> vakey, vakey, uh, a vacant. Uh, hello, yeah. Uh, I can't do it. I can't do uh, uh, kiwi. <laughs> yeah, just a. Uh, <laughs> if I listen to enough Cryptid Factor, um, like let's say an hour's drive, let's say to Pippins, um, <laughs> let's say. Uh, I can briefly do Kiwi for like maybe 10 minutes. And then, and then Pippin throws things at me. I mean, that's unrelated though. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, if anyone's curious, I did look up what caused Ashley to call me out on the Faith Award thing. Um, and I'm <laughs> going to get judged for it. Go on. Mm-hmm. Because it was another critical role thing. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> ha ha ha. Because, because, uh huh, uh-huh. a different paladin. <laughs> okay, okay, uh, accepted his mm-hmm. god, mm-hmm. uh, and you know she guided his hand to save him at the last okay. moment. Okay, see, I like the ones where they have no promise of God. How about that? Mm, they're just doing the right thing anyway. Here's he was doing the right thing, and then as he was falling to his death. Uh-huh. She just whispered in his ear, left, and he was able to reach out and grab uh, his friend. Okay. He wasn't done down with it either at first. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. So I want to really get back to this whole Kiwi assassin thing. Because <laughs> I'm imagining... Coming to theaters this fall, Kiwi assassin. <laughs> and all the ad is is just like the kiwi fruit just rolling onto stage and then uh, a special effect of it dropping like an enormous fucking knife <laughs> oh no i was gonna i was thinking that a knife uh like comes in from off screen and like stabs the kiwi in half but the kiwi is it being the one wielded sta- by a kiwi bird Ooh, prepare to meet your death Deep, deep, guys. Deep. This is this close to being weird, <laughs> uh, which naturally means 
So if you, okay, no, I'm not gonna, where, okay, so you know the show Barry? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I watched not, it, but I know of it. Okay, so I've, I saw the first couple. Basically, that's, it's, it's, um, a, an assassin who is going through a midlife crisis, uh, and, and joins the theater, <laughs> like a community theater, uh, and gets like an agent, and his agent is, I think, I don't remember. Point is, uh, so he's like trying to balance like being like this killer assassin person and then also opening up to drama. Uh, and, and, and Barry is played by Bill Hader. I'm just thinking that kind of like, let's get into the, the, uh, the pathos of the day to day life of like trying to just be a guy or be a person and also this, but with a Kiwi accent. So. Look, I, I kill I'll people for I'll money, but I just, you know, it's a day job. Yeah, you, but know, it, you know, you what, work though, at Kinko's, I kill people. It's But it gets to you. That's the thing. It gets to you. They don't they don't hide from that. Kinko's is tough. <laughs> <laughs> um look, I'm not gonna pretend anymore. I'm definitely thinking of uh dramatic rules for Restarby. There. <laughs> I said it. I said it. Um I think that would be hilarious. Oh, <gasps> uh, 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 also found families. Just to bring this oh, back to yeah, the point. Oh yeah, found families. But uh, uh, so similar. I hate it when- uh, just mm. to mm. just uh, kind of also bring that uh, similar uh, edge there. Um, getting the band back together. Oh, getting the band back together. Oh, guys, getting the heist crew together. Ooh. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm, I'm in. in. But also, it's which can family. be both. Which can be both. <laughs> A found family and a getting the crew back together. That's the good stuff. Basically, anything Leverage wants to do. Oh, yeah. Uh, everything, everything Leverage well, wants to do. And, of course, uh, uh, two, uh, f- f- and of course, Fast and Furious. Mm. Yeah. Heist. Just a straight uh, up heist? Cause actually, I would argue that Leverage has a bunch of redemption in it. Hmm. Uh, and faith rewarded because their faith is in each other. What? Aww. You know what? what? Here's another. I got another one, guys. Nerd. Uh, I will say siblings that are done correctly. Like by written by actual siblings. Mm. <laughs> it's like how Gravity Falls was written yes. by an actual twin. <laughs> yes. And you can tell. Mm-hmm. Awkward sibling hug. Awkward sibling hug. Pat. 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 <laughs> okay, I can't believe you guys actually timed it so that there was no lag. I feel that is the true creepy twin power right here. They're synchronized across long distances. Twin yeah. magic. Well, but, uh, anyway, I, I just want to say that sometimes the family you find is the family you had the whole time, <gasps> uh, and I hate you all. Well, it's the friends <gasps> you made you along much. the way, right? It is the friends we made along the way. But sometimes it's the family you had all along or the friends you made along the way. Uh, right, it's about the journey. Shit's Creek. <laughs> Oh, Schitt's Creek, though, has great siblings. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and redemption, uh, and mm-hmm. finding a family that you had all along. Mm-hmm. And, oh. you know, just to kind of tie us off here, um, just because, you know, this is a mini-sode. <laughs> uh, I, I just love it when we're I'm reading a book and the author doesn't shy away from the trope, you know? Oh, fuck no. I, I feel like there was a stint there in the last few years where it's like, oh, we have to subvert expectations, subvert the trope. Ugh, and it's like, ugh. no, uh, I, I actually, I remember reading, uh, 
for your epic fantasy fans out there, I was uh, reading um, uh, Sanderson's uh, Way of Kings book. And leading into the uh, action-adventure climax of the book, as you're reading it, you're like, yeah, go on. Do the heroic stand. Do it. Do it. You know you're gonna. You're re- you're resisting the call to uh, heroism. I get that. You've had a you know emotional baggage tied with you know doing heroic things. But one last time, go be the <laughs> hero. And Sanderson went and like you know what? Here you go. You wanted this. I know you wanted it. Here you go. Here's the big damn hero moment. <laughs> oh my god. Woo. So, because tropes that, exist for a reason, they're not. Yeah, tropes are different than cliches. Uh, tropes are just the building blocks of stories. Well, that and that and, actually reminds. Sorry, go, I'm sorry, Pippin. Go on. Oh, it, and tropes are uh, sort of road markers that we can all understand, so we know what the story's doing. Yeah, it's a collective. Yeah. Thing. Well, it reminds me very much of. All right, so there, there's a trope: fake dating. Right. Woo! It's half trope, half just like a good plot. Um. And somebody wrote this really fantastic, just like short little Tumblr post saying like, I know, I know how fake dating is going to end. That's the point of it. Fake dating, you know, of course. But the second I start reading it, it's like eternal sunshine of the goddamn mind. Are they going to make it? I don't know. (laughs) What if this time? What if this time it doesn't work? And then you still get that redemption. You still get that moment of like, goddammit, it worked. Or how many mistakes are they going to make? Yeah, exactly. But you, but that that's still good. It still feels good. And I did also, I did also see somebody be like, "Why subvert this shit? We are weird little puzzle monkeys, right? Mm. We like to be able to, you know, like, oh, do we recognize these things? Does that mean that we can guess these other things? Ooh, puzzle monkeys! Like, let us fucking solve I've it. I've never heard this called puzzle monkey before, but. <laughs> Okay. Delicious, are- delicious pattern matching. Oh, pattern ma- Oh my god, guys. I heard that there's a pattern somewhere. <laughs> oh. I, what, what if we can match it up with a, with another similar pattern? What if, guys, 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 what if the buttons on our things look like eyes? <gasps> Do we have new friends? <gasps> <laughs> yeah, like- I have what? no idea where we are now and I'm scared. <laughs> Good. Uh, but no, but let let us tropes are good. You know, it's okay. Like lean into it. Fuck it. People like it. It's only if you one if you do it badly or two if, you know, like I I do think if you don't love it, if then you're just doing something to try to appease it, it, the crowd. Yeah, um, and people I feel like people can tell if you don't love what you're doing. If you don't love it, why do you bother? Exactly. I'll say like uh if I think you could play around with subverting a trope if it's in service to like rewarding like mm. the greater trope at play in the story, you know? Yes. Uh, oh. but trickier to do than you think. Anyway. But I feel like again, if you love the trope, then you also understand how to uh uh twist it to play do with interesting it. things. Exactly. Yeah. Uh like with improv, you can't really start bending the rules of improv until you've played with it a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that a lesson? Careful for me, negation. <laughs> sure. Uh well just like uh 
trusting your teammates uh, mm-hmm. to carry the story without you, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's also like um, comedians learning to take a pause. Like the pause is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to fill all the space. And in fact, if you can make a pause work, it's more effective. Sorry, that was a weird, weird thing about trust. That had nothing to do with improv or anything else. It, traps are great, guys. The end. All right. Uh, do I have any final thoughts before we wrap this up? Because again, this is a mini-sode. I kind oh, of no. Ha- we like the sound of our own voices. Too much. I, you know, I will say I'm sad that we couldn't manage to get back to the random bullshit we were doing before we pressed play, like the record. Uh, because for the listening audience, Pippin and I went on to this whole, like, car talk <laughs> parody about- It was pretty great. About, you know, we got to fix these here tropes, and then we got our Boston accents at. That's why he kept referring to the accents in the beginning. Uh, and I'm sad that we couldn't naturally make it happen. You and know that's what? Why Alas. But that's for us. That's for that's us. not for them. You know what? Not everything's content. Not, yeah, everything's not everything content. is content. <laughs> but I brought you some content. <laughs> All right. It's made you your favorite open world. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Save us from ourselves. Uh, I think, uh, Al, you're taking us out, right? Oh, yeah. Take me out. As always, if you have a story to submit, head on over to nostorysacred.com slash submission. Follow us on Twitter at nostorysacred, or send an email through contact at nostorysacred.com. Your hosts have been Brendan McDonald, Pippin McDonald, Alex McDonald, and Catherine Carton. Editing for this episode done by Brennan. Transcript done by Ashley DeCosta. Art by Jay Wolf. Show notes and transcript are available at nostorysacred.com. Thanks for listening, everyone, and please rate, review, and subscribe to No Story Sacred. You can also visit our Patreon page to support the show and get neat rewards at patreon.com slash nostorysacred. Until next time, where no story is sacred, and any story can be changed. I'm Alex. I'm Kat. I'm Brendan. And I'm Pippin. And we're... No, no Story, story sacred. sacred. 